Welcome to The Golf Course, a modern forum for business conversations and insurance. I'm your host, Carrie Ann Nadeau, founder and CEO of ODN. I've invited Paul Tetro to join me on The Golf Course. Paul is the executive director of the Insurance Library, a hidden gem of information, resources, and knowledge about the evolution of insurance products and new innovations spanning back 132 years. Let's tee it off. Welcome back to The Golf Course. This is Carrie Ann Nadeau, founder and CEO of ODN and your host. Uh, here today on The Golf Course with Paul Tatro. He runs the insurance library as the executive director. And we're actually in the library today. We did a little field trip up to the city, beautiful city of Boston uh, to visit Paul in person. So welcome to the show. Thank you and welcome to the library. Happy to have you as a visitor. And uh, it's a, one, of, one of the things I want to let people know. Uh, during this segment is the insurance library is a great place to visit. So if you're in the insurance and risk management business, uh, feel free to stop by anytime awesome. during regular business hours. It's like the warmest welcome to a library, right? You, you walk into a public library and everyone's quiet yep. and sort of kept to themselves. But it seems like you guys are here to help the industry better understand itself and sort of keep record of really the history of sure. the industry as we well. Definitely try to have a welcoming uh, atmosphere here. Uh, as I said, if you're part of the risk management uh, and insurance business, you're, we're, we're sort of the library for your community. And yes, uh, a lot of what we do here is we're a repository for the history of the industry. We've been here since uh, 1887, not specifically this location, but the library's wow. been in existence for over 130 years. So you have books going back 130 years. We do. We do. We wow. have a collection of uh, historic materials uh, that's been kept on building uh, right up until this day. And we have uh, modern materials as well. A lot of legal uh, treatises and resources in that area okay. uh, journals that are that some journals have been around for you know more than a century and we have everything going back to more than a century uh, as well as their latest editions as uh, last week and this week so wow we really cover the gamut so a person comes into the library oftentimes they come with a research question or do people come to poke around uh, a little more the the former uh, you know, people sort of typically use us uh, you know as a, as a resource for our research, that's sort of the most practical use, I guess, uh, for the collection. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of lawyers and law firms are members uh, and, and, and frequent users of, uh, of, our, of our research services, uh, both our collections and uh, our librarians who are uh, experts in conducting insurance mm -hmm. research uh, tasks. Uh, and then from, it'll be insurance companies, brokers, they'll have a reason to use our research services for maybe product development, sometimes mm -hmm. something called a company trace where you want to find out uh, what company was writing in what area or what lines at a certain time. So we have the ability to, to, to do those kinds of things as well. Wow, that's really awesome. So yeah, you talked about the librarians upstairs. And yeah. I think uh, just in the short time that we've had together this morning and perusing the stacks and asking silly questions and um, trying to better understand things that are relevant to me, I found the librarians here just it's almost like they have the library in their brain. They, they, they do to a large extent. Uh, yeah, Megan Stefano and Sarah Hart are the librarians. They've both been here for more than 15 years each. Wow. Uh, so during that time, they've become familiar and they really know the collection uh, backwards and forwards. And they've conducted all kinds of research tasks for all kinds of patrons. Um, so they you know, really know what they're, what they're looking for. They know how to look for resources. They know how to identify uh, things that others wouldn't be able to. Uh, one thing I, I described, their services, the services that we offer, they're really good for both sort of the front end and the back end of a research um, uh, task that a person may have. Uh, at, the, at the front end, we can help you 
uh, sort of cut through and, and give you good direction as far as what mm -hmm. to look for and what, what resources to access. And then sort of at the back end, after you've gone through a research uh, process with us, maybe using some other sources as well, you come come back to us and sort of check to make sure you've you know, crossed all the T's and dotted all mm -hmm. the I's that you haven't missed anything. Because mm -hmm. uh, that's something that people are, are very cognizant of when, they, when they're doing something, they want to uh, produce something to whether it's an outside entity, it could be a client, it could be a vendor, it could be a uh, superior within an organization to make sure that they've covered the waterfront basically. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we're here to make sure that the, give them a certain comfort level in that regard. And that the list of citations is essentially complete. That they sure, exactly. have left no stone unturned. It's precisely. Well, for me, I'm, I'm obviously not from a, from a law background or a legal background, but I found that being an insurance technologist and, and growing a company that's trying to transform the insurance industry in some way, that knowing a little bit more about its history has actually been very helpful to figure out and understand how it might transition into the modern era. Sure. Could you talk a little bit more about um, how you see the role of the library transitioning in the future? Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense what you described because you know if you look at the industry as it is today, it's really hard to understand certain parts of it unless you understand where they came from and why things are done a certain way. And mm -hmm. so, but you know, by being able to at an institution like this trace different pieces, whether it's a coverage area, a certain right. segment of the business, you know, access to surplus lines versus the flood insurance program versus, um, as you saw, you know, we have, you know, multiple shelves just on the development of auto insurance, for instance. So that's the, that one line of insurance has a, has a very unique uh, and specialized history that if you want to understand, mm -hmm. you know, sort of everything about why things are done a certain way today, uh, having at least some uh, notion of where, where those things came from uh, through the history is important. Yeah, going back 130 years in some cases right. for some of this literature. That's right. We started as a, a you know, when, when the library was founded, uh, the insurance that was being written was was fire insurance. It wasn't mm -hmm. even a broad property form, right? It was it was, and all that has evolved over time, and, and we've tracked that, in, uh, that 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 history and, and collected all the resources that are relevant to it. Wow, um, it's so fascinating, and I feel like a kid in a candy store in some ways because I am an insurance nerd. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of our listeners would call themselves insurance I'd have nerds to plead as guilty well. And pull out my card as, yeah. as well. I mean, I've been in the business for twenty five years. I started as a as a journalist. I worked mm -hmm. for a publication called The Standard, a publication that we have in our collection going back, uh, they, they, they go back about 150 years. That publication is actually a little bit older than a library. Uh, so I sort of have a uh, kind of a broad uh, perspective on the industry and, and I, uh, and I uh, fall in the same category that I got uh, at risk of being getting lost on a down a, 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 a corridor from time to time when I start looking at sources and finding something too interesting and I have a lot of things I, I need to do. Yeah. Well, there's something wonderful about getting lost in a library, right? True, that we, we lose when we Google, right? I could go online and Google the history of automobile insurance right. and I'd have 10 companies. The first 10 hits are people trying to sell me automobile insurance. So, right. so I get past that layer of that. But here, you go to the section on automobile insurance, and like you said, at least three rows worth of literature from no-fault insurance to um, even credit-based insurance for auto, which right. I have a particular interest in. Um, there's something about seeing the books next to each other. Yeah, it's sort of a uh, serendipitous exploration of knowledge as opposed to mm -hmm. something when, when it's more focused and, and targeted, you just find the thing and you, you know... Uh, 
I, in another part of my life, I like to go through old record stores, and oh. you, you can find records online. You know, for instance, for Amazon, but you might just find that one record, but you don't find the things that are next to it necessarily. So it's it's somewhere here at a library that you you can you go look for for one thing, and you might find something else, but you might find utility, and then certainly something that you, you find of interest in that. Exactly, and it's a book from 1936 next to a book next to in from 1950 next to a book from 2019 right. that helped to sort of weave that narrative in right, a way. Right. I don't know. It's sort of curated in a nice way. Sure. Yeah, that's precisely what it is. It is yeah. curated, and you know, and the, the other part of you know the what you uh, lose when you uh, only Google sort of on your own that you get at a library like this, and you get at this library specifically is the sort of the, the guidance of of the of the librarians as, as you know expert researchers yeah. who can sort of help you cut down on you know wasted time or or you know mistaken uh, direction basically. Yeah, absolutely. Now that's. While the library is full of books, it also has many other resources I'm coming to learn. Yes. I think, I mean, you could talk about them generally, but one of the things that fascinated me most was the map room. Yeah. That's one of the, when we uh, have people come in and visit and give a sort of a 20 minute tour, uh, that's always one of the highlights. We have a collection of Sanborn maps, which are maps that any fire insurance company would have had at the beginning of last century. Uh, you know, a whole specialized shelves of them. As you've seen, they're, they're very large and they're, they're large volumes and you uh, flip through and they're organized by, you know, city and you get down to the town and the street and the actual uh, depiction of the building. It's sort of like Google Maps was, you know, 100 mm -hmm. plus years ago. Uh, and you can look and you see what the building was made of and what, what uh, occupancies were near it. So uh, a fire insurance underwriter would get an application for an address and they would look up that, that block and street and then find that location. They would know a lot of things about its construction. They would know mm -hmm. uh, what sorts of uh, other buildings and structures were nearby, what, what they were being used for. Uh, so just a, a wealth of information uh, that was sort of the insure tech of the day, those, you know, keeping those maps updated. Yeah. yeah. Well, they sort of, to me, served a very similar function to wandering through the stacks and finding the book that's mm -hmm. adjacent to the book that you went looking for. Right. Um, it sort of gives you this this view, this literally top-down sort of drone-level view yeah. of the geography. And those maps still have a practical uh, use today from time to time. Someone will stop in and maybe they've looked up information online and they sort of want to confirm with a, an older source that hasn't been changed over time where a firewall is, what's some sure. sort of historic you know, construction, an old sidewalk or whatnot. So uh, even though they're, they're, they're not uh, merely historic relics, they also have uh, some continued use as well. Interesting. Uh, I hadn't thought about that. For me, the thing that stuck out was, and I asked you this question, which is, do insurance carriers today and underwriters today even look at maps like that, right? right. We go online and we Google, does this restaurant uh, have, you know, a happy hour to make sure that they're not serving alcohol, but are they right next door to a TNT factory, we joke, or like some other sort of more dangerous environmental hazard? Right. Just really looking at the maps start to like I said, do you see things adjacent to the things right, that you're looking right, for right, right. that were really fascinating for me? What makes you like excited to come to work every day? What What's that for you where you walk in and you say, ooh, this is awesome? Well, let me tell you a little bit about the library as an institution. It you know, mm -hmm. has this, this, you know, this proud history, and it's frankly, it's unique, and I like that totally. uh, uh, you know, uh, about it. And this is an industry that I've come to love. As I mentioned, I started as a journalist. I work with the Trade Association and State Government Affairs, work on public policy issues. Uh, I've known the library all that time. I've been, it's been part of my life. I took insurance courses here early in my career, uh, the Associate Mismanagement Program, the ARM, and the CPCU uh, courses. So I obtained my designations through coursework here. 
Um, and it's that's you know for a lot of people uh, the library has touched their professional lives in that way through a, as an educational institution. So people have an affinity with it just as they might with a with a school, a high school, or college. Uh, we have a, a significant event every year called the Insurance Professional of the Year, where we honor somebody uh, yeah. who has had a remarkable career in their industry for their service. That's a great event where people come together throughout largely the greater Boston area and recognize uh, somebody who's, who's given back. And, um, and I, I feel people uh, have a great time there connecting with people in a, in, in, that they've known in different elements of their uh, careers. And, uh, and it brings people together in a, in a special way. So there's a lot of that sort of in the same way a, uh, an a, a library that serves the local community enriches and is sort of a, a place for community building for that, mm -hmm. whether municipality or town. Uh, for the insurance industry, where we are, we serve that sort of same purpose as well. So it's a it's a very positive environment in that sense that we're here to serve, we're here to help, we're here to connect, um, as opposed to you know some other industries where you're trying to outdo, compete, be you know. So it's a so it's a it's a it's a positive place like that. And it, there's also a lot more that could be done with this institution. It can be come more than it has been historically. So I'm, I'm really excited on a personal professional level. Uh, about those kinds of prospects. I want to talk a little bit more about that. I want to dive in because we're sitting in a conference space mm -hmm. right now. It's a large table, about 20 seats. Just across the hall, there's a, a classroom setting. Sits about 20 people with a nice whiteboard and beautiful view uh, outside over near State Street and Faneuil Hall. Mm -hmm. um, it seems like the space is primed for a lot of convening, a lot of networking. Precisely. Can you tell me more about your vision? Yeah, and we, we've done some of that historically, and we've since, you know, and I started here in January of this year, um, and we've done, we, we definitely have a plan to have more uh, events within the library. We recently yeah. uh, hosted a a, uh, a book launch event with Rob Galbraith. Uh, I author. know Rob very yes, well. <laughs> it, it was uh, the timing worked out really well. He was going to be in Boston for a uh, CPCU actuarial society meeting, and it was right around the time his book was coming out. And he reached out to me and he said, "Hey, you know, this be a good place for an event to talk about and then have some copies of the book." And I said, "Yeah, it's a perfect place for that." And, and, it, and we had a really nice event. We had a lot of people come in. Uh, he, Rob talked about you know the different aspects of his book, how he got to the to, to write it. Um, and it was, you know, and that's the kind of thing we're looking to do more and more of to get uh, exactly convening, uh, having people come in, talk about ideas in an, in an environment and a context where, you know, you might not have some of the uh, constraints of other conferences or whatnot. Mm -hmm. and, and in that regard, we're just we're interested in doing more things, whether it's partnering uh, with other entities, maybe tra trade associations or other organizations on uh, holding events. They don't have to be at the library, but the library is a, is a, mm -hmm. is a great spot for them. Um, you know, so the, there's, there's a lot to sort of build on in that sort of, you know, sense of community building, I think. Sure. And we talk about innovation really sort of as a high level concept, but it seems like a safe space, right? It's not in a commercial setting. Precisely. It's not at a conference. Precisely. It's really meant to be an intellectual dialogue. Space. Right. And there's a lot of different organizations that slice across different, uh, areas of the industry. It could be a, a demographic. It could even be on gender. And this is a nice place for those kinds of organizations also to have, um, you know, to, to have their, their their mm. events uh, because we, you know, we're able to uh, you know offer the the space and our resources uh, in a way that doesn't you know sort of necessarily um, you know it, it doesn't involve any one company or, or organization you know mm -hmm. uh, devoting their space to it for instance right yeah and it doesn't require sort of the institutional buy-in of say like a diversity initiative or an yeah. inclusion initiative precisely precisely it's it's really more Public. We're we're kind of in a no judgment zone in that yeah. regard. One thing we, we actually haven't talked about yet is we're, we're planning a summer movie series. 
oh, and there the, are movies and insurance? There are movies and insurance. And <laughs> oh, when goodness. I talk about it, no, so one, I mean, there's actually one of the, one of the we, we realized once we had the idea that the, uh, the one we should had to leave with was uh, Double Indemnity, which if you okay. don't know, is a classic film noir uh, starring uh, Barbara Stanwyck and Fred McMurray. Um, and it's a, you know, it's a, it's a classic movie that if you're a student of movie history, you're, you're sort of supposed to know it and you're supposed to have seen it. So when I go out to different, uh, industry events and I talk about the library and I tell them we're going to have a, uh, a, a, a library, a movie series on insurance topics. And I said, yes, how many people have, have seen double identity? And they, not a few, you know, not, not too many people. I said, well, you probably don't want to burden your families with it any, but, but it might be on your list of things you need to do to, you know, to be a full price yeah. insurance nerd. <laughs> so no judgment. We won't say you should have seen it already. You come to the library. That will be our first uh, uh, offering in the movie series. And I believe the date for that is June 16th. So here at the library, we'll, awesome. we'll have that. And we have uh, two other movies planned. There's actually online voting available for that. But more modern movies. Uh, but I believe one is The Client, for instance, with Matt Damon. Makes and, sense. Uh, as, as far as an offering. And um, what is it? The uh, Rene Russo and Pierce Brosnan. And it's the remake. Uh, the Thomas Crown Affair. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Perfect. some some really really quality movies that, that have uh, insurance aspects to them. I think Double Indemnity is sort of the one that's really focuses the most on insurance. We're really excited about that. It's sort of a you know a, a different, fun, but still you know with an educational, cultural kind of component to it. But it's all relates to insurance. I think that's exactly the kind of. Uh, you know, a, a perfect type of event for for this institution. Yeah, I can't um, I can't think of another space that that would make perfect sense precisely, for. Precisely. And it, it sort of is um uh, like the insurance industry It's becoming a little bit more fun, a little bit more sure. You know, interesting, uh, bringing sexy back to insurance in a way, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know if we can go that far, but but to, but definitely an element of of, of, of fun, sure, frivolity and whatnot. Uh -huh. Yeah, you know, I'm certainly you know somebody who's. Uh, enjoys a good sense of humor, and you yeah. know, and, and there's no reason that you can't be, you know, sort of, you know, serious about the subject matter of your profession, and and take issues uh, seriously, and be serious mm -hmm. about doing well in your work, but still enjoy, you know, having a good time, uh, you know, whether it's some laughs or, and that, that relates to a little bit back to the insurance professional of the year event that I mentioned. That is a an event where it's a very a lot of positive energy, a lot of people coming together and and networking and and mm -hmm. you know re reconnecting. It's like a it's like a good uh, family get together as opposed to some of the dysfunctional ones you see on some movies. <laughs> True, and I feel like a movie or an event like that is a good starting point for conversation. Sure, where you don't need to necessarily be a film critic, but you say, "Wow, that issue that we were dealing with in 1954 is still something that I see modern applications for." Yeah, for sure. I think you know, even just the the more general concept too of looking at how the insurance industry and its practices are reflected in pop culture. It's not something that is mm -hmm. talked about a lot in pop culture, but to to be able to start looking at that through a movie series, and again, you know, it's okay. it's something you would host for an entertainment value, but you might have some real world applications to think about. You know, while the, while the, you know these values. Uh, and these practices have continued where something else maybe has been uh, left behind to the, you know, the Ashmans of history and maybe for good reason. But you, yeah. those are those, watching a, 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 a movie like that can give you the opportunity to think about those things. And to have a dialogue, like a, a conversation about how far we've come and maybe how far we still have to go. Precisely. I know we opened up um, one of the many journal articles here and we're just fascinated at the advertisements yep. and sort of the sexism or like the monolithic nature in which insurance is described or it's find the right man to do the sure, job. Sure. And that's changed. You don't probably. have to look too hard to find yeah, it's, it's just the presumption that, uh, that, that, that yeah, there would be discussions and uh, headlines that use the term insurance men make this decision or whatnot. And so the publishers at that time wouldn't have hesitated to just uh, you know, make the assumption and assume on the part of their readers that 
uh, the insurance professionals involved were, were, were male. So. Yeah, just a, an assumption. And yeah. looking at the Lloyd's floor, right, the photograph that you have upstairs uh, with a Lloyd's, authentic Lloyd's desk, mm -hmm. uh, is all white men right, yeah. walking around and interacting. So it made a lot of sense. That was their market. That was their clientele. Mm -hmm. Now, in the same journal, though, which was fascinating, we saw a lot of a special feature on airplanes, right. as if airplanes were sort of a new thing to ensure right. a personal flight or commercial flight. And so it's sort of also a marker of time and progress that insurance industry sees new innovation. That's exactly right. Yeah. So the, you know, the, the journals that we have here, you know, they tell the story of society and its development through the eyes of a specific industry, through different perspectives in that. But uh, for sure, in the same way that you could look uh, at today's journals and you'd see a lot of discussion about uh, you know, geopolitical risk, cybersecurity, you know, so they mm -hmm. go back in the 50s, right, the, 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 the current uh, issue that the in industry was dealing with at that time was, um, was, was post-war, but certainly uh, there was, a, 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 as you mentioned, a special issue on aviation because at that time the in insurance industry was figuring out how to provide insurance protection for this burgeoning new, you know, uh, industry that more and more, you know, sort of regular Americans were taking advantage of. Yeah, absolutely. And I, we were looking at pictures that had like a plane falling into a house and the homeowner said, oh, I wasn't protected for you know, aviation insurance, right, right? right? They're dealing with the sorts of questions of how to deal with and price risk and package risk um, in a very dynamic way. Precisely. I have so much more to learn in this space. I can right? see you're going to spend some time here in the future, Carrie. I am going to spend <laughs> a lot of time here in the future. So we will direct all of our audience to your online poll for movies. I think they would yes. love to participate in that yeah. uh, and encourage everyone to stop by. For sure. Say hello to Paul and say hello to the librarians upstairs. I think there's probably a million research questions I have and a million research questions that y'all have. Yeah. Um, how's What's the best way to interact with the libraries? Is it to just pop in? Well, sure, that's a great way. And I do want to you know, emphasize that if uh, any, anyone you know, in the insurance and risk management business finds themselves uh, in Boston, whether it's for professional reasons or if they happen to be yeah. touring here during the summer, and you should come during the summer more than the winter, uh, feel free to stop in and, and say hi. We're at 156 State Street. We're right across the uh, street from the Custom House Tower, which is a, okay. a significant landmark. We're right uh, near Faneuil Hall and the site of the Boston Massacre. So we're right in a, the, the center of a historic district where you, you sort of have to visit if you're going to if you're visiting Boston in any case. So do stop in and say hi if you're in, in those terms. But, you know, if you're coming in for a conference or whatnot and you have plans, you want to you know, actually, you know, you know, find us online, uh, send me an email or either the librarians, Megan or Sarah, just let us know you're, you're coming. We'll, we'll try to make a little time and, and, and provide you with a special welcome. Uh, you know, depending on our circumstances, we may be able to pull some materials that are about the organization that you work with or, or that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're happy to do that. Uh, we are definitely sort of, you know, we're in kind of growth mode, so we're looking to add new members. So, you know, I definitely encourage uh, people from all different stripes within the insurance and risk management mm -hmm. business to sort of check us out, think about how we might be a resource for them and consider membership. Mm -hmm. And then we're always sort of looking for support, um, you know, in, in, in different ways. We, you know, we are, we're a nonprofit. We're, we're actually founded with a public, uh, a public mission. Our bylaws actually require us to be sort of open to the public, and we encourage membership and patronage from people within the insurance business. And that's how we've always operated. So we do, you know, we have an annual fund, and we actually encourage, you know, people to make donations. So even if somebody doesn't decide to be a member, but they sort of recognize us that, that we're sort of providing a, a valuable service for the mm -hmm. industry, and they feel inclined to support us, where you know our, our contributions are, are tax deductible. So, and then awesome. the other kind of support is sort of in-kind support. Mm -hmm. um, if you have, uh, you've been a, a part of the industry for while somebody in your family is, you're going through an attic and you find some 
books, journals, materials, advertising materials, before you throw them out, you know, we may be interested in acquiring them. So just go ahead and, and again, send us an email and then we could make uh, something that you have, you know, part of our collection and preserve it for, you know, generations to come. Absolutely. And this is sort of like, the NPR drive donation, right? It's you listen every day, you find value in these resources. It's important to support it. Yep. And I will say as a insure tech, a lot of subscriptions are super expensive, right? Like try to get an AM best subscription as a new company, forget about it. But I found that the insurance library subscription has far exceeded a, a due sub a couple hundred dollars, a few hundred dollars for an individual like myself right. to join and really extract a lot of value, not just from the history and the literature, but from the people that fill this space with such joy and such like um, expertise and knowledge and willingness to share that knowledge with people who come through. So thank you so much for being on the golf course today, Paul. My pleasure. Thank you for visiting. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for visiting the library and thank you for visiting the golf course. Again, this has been Carrie Ann Nadeau of Odeon and Paul Tetro of uh, the insurance library, the executive director here. Stop in, say hello, and we'll see you next time on the golf course.